Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Anthem podcast. Uh, my name is Matt Larson, and I'm here with uh, Matt Jarger. Hello, hello. And uh, we're really excited to be here this afternoon. I love these podcasts. I uh, have really enjoyed it. I think this is our ninth one, and I just can't get enough of uh, these interviews and the opportunities to talk with people in the church about the way that they are living life and how it reflects uh, not the values of Anthem, like, oh, you're doing a good job of living our values, but rather you're living as an example of the kind of person that we're talking about when we say this value is true. Like that to me is the joy of these conversations. Uh, today we brought Matt Jarger in specifically because I wanted to talk to him about this idea of multiplication. Uh, this last Sunday I shared uh, about multiplication a lot from the book of Acts. Uh, again, I'll just encourage you if you didn't get it from the app, uh, there's a document that you can get from the app that had my notes, but like in almost roadmap form of how the book of Acts teaches this message of multiplication. But it kind of finishes up in this passage of 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, where Paul says, the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will teach others also. And I was thinking about that passage, and, and that's actually why I invited Matt in, and we'll get to hear from Matt in just a minute. But I invited him in because I've watched him... Um, be discipled. So he's actually being discipled by my dad, Steve Larson. And I've also watched him serve in Anthem students and lead a small group that includes my son, Andrew Larson. And I'm, I'm watching him actually like pour into Andrew and among other guys. And so just that, that picture of taking what he's receiving and putting it into practice in his own life and then passing it on to the next generation and entrusting it to them to be able to teach others was something that I, I just wanted to talk to him about and get some ideas about. So that's Matt. Matt, why don't you take a couple minutes, uh, you know, call it two minutes, give us your life story in two minutes. Who are you and how are you here? Sweet. So I have been born and raised in Thousand Oaks pretty much my entire life. So all the way from... Wildwood, Redwood, T.O., Moore Park, Kalu. Um, that is truly local. By I know, the way. right? That is yeah. the ultimate local school chain. There's no more local than that. Yeah, it doesn't really, uh, what's the word? It's given me an interesting experience for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, being born and raised in this area is like, there's been so many like fruitful things that have come from it and just seeing the changes in the community. But um, I think for me, um, having this, home and just being in this place has just really shaped the way I've been raised. Um, obviously with my parents and their like strong belief in pouring into my sister and I, but, um, long story short, I was almost kind of drifting back and forth in high school a little bit. And, um, it wasn't until I was in college that I really decided that, Hey, my faith needs to be my own. Yeah. And it wasn't until that time when, um, we started having some like health problems within the family and my dad was really sick and that kind of really put a different lens in my faith walk. Mm. And, you know, there's, there's a reason that Jesus is doing these things in my life. Yeah. And it's, it's important for me to not just sit back and say, Hey, you know what? Like this is, this is on me or it's my fault. But yeah. I think throughout those experiences, um, I am where I am because of the people that have poured into me. And I think that's like one of the reasons I love being a part of this community. That's very cool, man. Yeah. Thank you for, thank you for sharing that. And, um, how old are you? 
26. 26. All right. 26 years old. So this journey of uh, your faith becoming your own, uh, you said it started in college. Would you put a uh, 20 years old on that? 18, where, where roughly did that kind of really start to kick in? Yeah, I'd say right around like the 20, 21 okay. mark. I, uh, one of my best friends, uh, Mike Sheridan, was going to Kowloon at the time. Okay. And I had ran into him. And I was like, all right, cool. This guy's pretty cool. And I was kind of bouncing back and forth between churches and trying to figure things out. And he's like, hey, why don't you come check out Anthem? Nice. And I was like, sweet. All right. I, I trust this guy. Like, I'm trying to find the right, like, individuals to pour into my life. Yeah. And uh, he spoke very highly of the community around it. So that's kind of how I got plugged back into Anthem particularly. But cool. um, he was really one of the um, guys that was able to kind of, like, pull threads and put pieces from my life. And this is why the Lord's doing some of those things. Yeah. So that's really what kind of like encouraged me to make it my own. Cool. And how did you get connected to Anthem students and serving uh, in the high school ministry? It's a funny story. I believe it was um, Steve had given a message about the roles of being in the church. Wow. And even as like a single person, you can still go out and you can do things and, um, not that there's more pressure because you're single, but yeah. it's like, Hey, you've got more time. Yeah. Like let's do something with it. So I think that was a big, like, well, I've volunteered, I've worked with kids all my life. Mm -hmm. Um, whether it was, you know, teaching swim lessons or working at the rock climbing gym. So I'd like just being in that environment has always kind of like interested me. Yeah. So the ability to say, yeah, I'm in, let's, let's go. Let's start hanging out with some high school kids. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, tell me about the relationship with my dad and kind of stepping into being a uh, mentor, discipled by him. What, um, what was that like? Did you initiate that? Did he initiate that? How did that go? That's a cool question. Honestly, I think it was a little bit of both when okay. it comes to the initiation. Um, I had given a mini sermon during one of the cues a yeah. couple years back and Steve kind of pulled me aside after and was like, Hey, do you want to hang out? Wow. I was like, what? <laughs> kind of just like blown away, just like me. Okay, cool. And, yeah. um, so that kind of started, um, on a weekly basis. Okay. I was working out at uh front site at the time out in Nevada. So I was kind of traveling back and forth. So there were some time periods where we, um, were meeting up weekly, kind of hanging out on and off. And the, um, I guess what made it really real for me was Steve, like taking the time and saying, Hey, you know what? This is somebody I want to invest in. Yeah. And not just like closing the door and leaving it to that. Okay. And that really like struck a chord with me because it wasn't, oh, okay, Steve must be tired of doing stuff. So he needs a break from life for an hour. He wants to hang out with a young guy. It's yeah. he sees that there is potential that the Lord's working in me and he wants to kind of draw out particular things. And honestly, our conversations will range from anything from just what I've been up to this week, work, politics, the environment around us to like spending five months pouring into James yeah. and going through Ephesians and just the, the back and forth and the importance between really chewing on the word and letting like the word of God kind of influence me in my daily life. Cool. I was going to, so I was actually going to ask you about that. Like if you could grab one or two things that you would say you've really picked up on from my dad uh, over the, the years of, of meeting together with him. And so that being one of them, just the importance of like chewing on the word. I love that, that imagery and like what it looks like to actually take the word of God into your life. 
Would you say that's something of substance that you've drawn from those times? Definitely. Okay. Absolutely. One of the most important things I think for me, um, especially as someone who's kind of like rekindled his faith in the past, like three or four years, I was always under the idea that, okay, just read as much as you can as quickly as you can. Yeah. And you don't really soak things in that way. You can't, it's just not practical. So for him to tell me to like slow down, and okay, pick a passage, four verses and chew on that for a week. Yeah. And it was challenging at first because, um, I really just wanted to go, go, go. Like I'm excited. I want more. I want more. But the idea of taking the time, letting the spirit speak to me through the living word. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to be able to grow my relationship with, um, not only with Jesus, but also like with people around me. Yeah. So, um, now tell me about, in Anthem Students, you lead a, a small group of guys. Uh, who's your group of guys? So it has kind of changed a little yeah, bit just kind of yeah. throughout the seasons. Um, it started out with Andrew, Zach, uh, Zach Mora, Ian Maloney. I know Jeremy was in and out yeah. kind of just depending on his schedule. Yeah. But um, yeah. we kind of kicked things off during COVID. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know what? Like, we're all bored let's start like doing FaceTime zoom workouts. Yeah. So we would just, it, it could have been six in the morning. It was in the later in the evenings, but, um, that's kind of how it started. Yeah. And, um, it was just really cool to see like a young group of men, like, Hey, you know what? Yeah. I want to hang out with these guys, whether it's via zoom or FaceTime and just yeah. work out and kind of pour into each other. And so that's kind of where it started and it's kind of branched off in a couple different directions yeah. from there. So when you think, obviously there's the ongoing like hangout time where you are working out or uh, going out to grab a bite to eat or just, you know, some kind of like fun element of just being guys together and being able to kind of be an older guy in their journey. But on the like intentionality side, so in the same way that, that you said, you know, being with my dad, it's not just for him an escape. Like you're not just hanging out with these guys because it's easier than real life. <laughs> like you've chosen to come into this with a, a picture of, okay, I want to, I want to see God at work in them. Like I've seen that as, as dad to one of the boys, I've seen that. So tell me about the intentionality of it. Like, what do you want to see in these young men as they're, you know, juniors, sophomores, seniors in high school, getting ready to, to step into the next season of life? What are you hoping to pass on to them? I think the biggest thing is, almost like what I was kind of going through is like making my faith my own. Yeah. And based on the experiences and the things that I've gone through in my life is how do I share those experiences, but also like let them have a place where they can see, Oh, okay. Hey, you know what? I relate to that because yeah. I've been in that spot. Yeah. So it's sometimes challenging because obviously they're in different walks of life and other things outside of school, yeah. but the intentionality behind Hey, you know what? We're going to come, we're going to hang out, which is important, Yeah. but we're also going to do things that are going to produce fruit in each other's lives. Yeah. Uh, do you have any examples um, of times when there's something that my dad has been working on with you and then you've taken that concept and you've gone to work on it with the guys, almost like it's so fresh in me. I just want to pour this into the guys that, uh, that, I, you know, I'm leading, uh, do you have any examples of a time, you know, like that? It doesn't have to be same day or anything like that, but you know, just you're learning it here and now you want to take it and you want to teach it here. Yeah. I think one of the biggest ones was when, um, Steve and I, the first book we started reading together was James. Okay. And that was something that he said he started when he was 14 years old. Yeah. And, um, he said it was a, a great place for me to kind of start and go through. And 
Um, we went through the whole book in about four months. And then after that time, uh, we went through the book of James with the high school students. Yeah. So I think for me, it was almost like God was preparing me through Steve's wisdom wow. to be able to pass some of those things along that I've learned, yeah. but also things that I've struggled with yeah. within reading James and kind of like chewing on what those ideas are. And then having those really good intentional conversations behind, okay, what are we learning how is the spirit communicating to us and what is he trying to reveal to us in this time that we have together? That's really amazing. Uh, kind of behind the scenes uh, for you guys that are listening, you know, when it comes to these podcasts after whoever preaches the message, it's not always me that preaches on Sunday, but we've kind of sat down and just said, is there anybody in the church that we see that kind of embodies what we just taught? Um, and usually we get a list of names. It's not just one person, but, um, you know, there's kind of this sense of like, okay, that person, I want to, I want to talk to that person about what I see. And, uh, so Celeste or Ryan, one of them reached out to Matt and got him all scheduled for today and brought him in. And he sat down at the table where we have the microphone set up. And I just said, do you know why you're here? And he said, sort of. Uh, so I, I share that because I want to ask you, like, even before I explained to you what we were going to be talking about, did you feel like you were participating in multiplication? Yes. Okay. Um, talk about that for just a second. Like you, you could almost envision what was going on in terms of being discipled and, and having disciples, so to speak. Obviously they're disciples to Jesus, not disciples to Matt, but then there's also the imitate me as I imitate Christ. So I get it. You have a, a guy that's discipling you and guys that you're discipling. And you saw that as multiplication. Talk about that for just a minute. What did you think of that whole process and what you were participating in? I mean, honestly, I thought it was like just super beautiful, yeah. just like the, the specific imagery in Acts in Timothy and this idea that, hey, once you've become a believer, once you've been saved, it's no longer about you. Yeah. And being able to like take that and OK, well, if it's no longer about me, then what do I need to do to pass that along to the next generation? Yeah. And seeing the impact that it's had on some of the students' lives has been such a blessing. And I mean, to be honest, it's challenging at times because yeah. like we try to do so much. And I think that's, that's the beauty behind multiplication Yeah, is it starts with the spirit and it ends with the spirit. And I can, you know, try to put myself in a position where, okay, I have to plant the seed and I have to water it and I have to trim and I have to help them harvest the fruit. But then I'm like, wait a second. No, that's not my job. Yeah. Like I'm here to just encourage and to try to like get some thoughts across and help them kind of process. And, but, but then to the flip side of that, like God gets all the credit. Mm -hmm. So even though I'm just a vessel in this kind of period in this transition, um, when we went through multiplication and I'm like, Hey, you know what? I'm doing that. Like, whoa, I'm actually kind of being a part of that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm so glad that you could see that and that you can name that. Because I think when we, when I preach it, sometimes I get the feeling that people are looking at this and like, well, I'm not going to plant a church. So therefore I'm not going to be a part of that multiplication value. Like that's, I don't know if people actively think that, but maybe in the back of their minds, there's people out there that are just like, yeah, this one's kind of for the, like the Josh Lewis's of the world that are, mm. that are going to go and plant churches. This is not for me when I preach it, I'm not picturing just the Josh Lewis's of the world that are going to start a church in Denver. I am picturing exactly what you're participating in, which is the, the journey of discipleship. Uh, I had a mentor once that said, everybody needs a Paul and everybody needs a Timothy like that. We're always a part of this, this process. And I think what you're experiencing and maybe what, 
what we see in Second Timothy is that there's one other uh, generation of that. Everybody needs a Paul. Everybody needs a Timothy. And with their Timothy, everybody needs to be preparing them to pass on to the next generation. So what are you putting into, like specifically, you mentioned Zach, Ian, and Andrew as your small group. That's kind of the, probably the most consistent of whatever guys have dabbled in and out of that group or that kind of thing. What would you say you're trying to embed in them to pass on to whoever they encourage or minister to or, or love on or bless in their future? Yeah, what, what would you say you're trying to, to put into them? It's a good question. I'd say um, it's almost two part. Okay. Um, there's a part of it being, I'm a, I'm not a peer. Okay. Because I'm in that kind of older mentorship role. There's certain things that is appropriate for me to say, but yeah. then there's other instances where I almost have to stop and say, Hey, you know what? This isn't my place to speak into that. Mm -hmm. And I think for them to realize, like, okay, he's a mentor, not a friend. Okay. Because it kind of almost like flips the script on them a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'm like, hey, okay, this is something I'm doing in my life yeah. and I'm encouraging you guys to do the same, but it doesn't just end there. How are you taking it out and how are you using it to encourage your friends around you? Yeah. And I'd, I'd say almost the, the second part to that being is, and it just comes back to intentionality. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one thing. And that's why I love this message about multiplication is because everyone's roles are so different. Yeah. And it's, I mean, to your point, like we can't all just expect to be that, you know, number one pastor or, Oh, I'm going to change the world, but it's God, what are you doing today? Like, what opportunity do I have today? And I think helping them kind of grasp that it starts with God, it ends with God, Yeah. but he still gives us the strength and the power and the ability to do things on a daily basis. That's going to help like spread the gospel. Yeah. And especially among um, them and you know, the age, I mean, we, we're not that far in age, yeah. but it's still for me to kind of look and see like the environment that they're kind of growing and being raised in and almost taking a step back and okay, I can relate, but this isn't about how I relate to them but how them as believers, how do they stand apart from their peers, but then also still like have a chance to kind of talk and say, Hey, you know what? I, I understand where you're at. I understand why you may not have joy, but I want to share with you why I have joy or where my joy comes from. For example, I know you kind of said it a little bit offhand of like not being the pastor, not, not going to change the world. I just, I, you know, as you, as you talk about that process and I think about Andrew and Ian and Zach, what you're doing with them is changing the world. Like the, the guys that you're pouring into to cultivate faith and foundation in the scriptures and a dependence on the spirit and a character that will withstand storms in their life. Like the, the ministry that you are pouring into them is what changes the world. Jesus said, go and make disciples like that, that picture of, obedience. I'm going to go and I'm going to make disciples. Okay. You just said yes to Jesus. Like that's what that is. And that is his plan to change the world. And so even though Peter preached a message and 3000 people gave their lives to Jesus, there was still discipleship that needed to be done. He did a intro to the process of discipleship, but we even see through the book of Acts, there's so much more that goes on in the life on life The you know, Acts 20, the guys getting on the boat with Paul and they journey together to um, Miletus and to Ephesus. And they see, they get to be with Paul as he goes on this journey. Um, like that, that's as much, if not way more a part of the process as the front of house preaching, calling people to repentance kind of a thing. 
And so I just, I may, maybe more than anything, want to affirm in this idea of multiplication uh, that what you are doing is Jesus's plan to change the world and you're doing it. And the the fruit, honestly, we'll, we'll pray for Zach. We'll pray for Ian. We'll pray for Andrew. And these guys are examples, by the way, just for you that are listening. Uh, we obviously have a number of small groups that are happening in the high school ministry. There are a number of Matt Jargers that are out there that are pouring into uh, to young people. And I think that's really important. Um, but even just using those, those three boys as an example, like, like we want to pray that the fruit multiplies out from them, uh, that, that what Matt is doing is entrusting into those boys, the things that he's heard, uh, so that they will teach others also. And there's going to be this multiplication that goes out even more from that. But just in this simple picture, you have kind of poured into three, not just one, you know, you're not just discipling one of those boys, but you've poured into three and that by definition is multiplication. And, and this isn't to dishonor the work that my dad's doing with you, but you're one of probably about two or 3,000 people that my dad has poured into like this over the course of his 70 years. And that that is such a crazy thing to think about how much he's poured into you and how much you've learned and chewed on. I'm, I'm going into preaching mode. I'm sorry, guys. I'll, I'll knock it off. I just get excited about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the only one. Yeah. I just got kind of lit up here in this conversation all over again. But it's I, I, if anything, I want to cast vision for it because this is the pathway to change the world. This is how we do it. And so I, I just kind of wanted to affirm the work that you're doing. Obviously as dad, I want to say thank you. Cause I love watching what you're doing with Andrew, um, and with Jeremy and with Tyler, Tyler jumped in on the workouts too. Um, but, uh, even in encouraging you with this message of multiplication, like this is what we're talking about. It's not complicated. It is fairly simple. By the way, quick plug for Anthem students. It's kind of plug and play. Like the opportunity to serve is built into Anthem students, but it doesn't have to be just with high school or middle school uh, boys or girls. Like there's an opportunity for you to pour into whoever God puts in your story, whoever God puts in your path, your family, your kids, your neighbors, your community group. Like that, that group is what Matt's doing with those boys. So I just wanted to encourage you guys towards that. Uh, we're out of time. So I want to say thank you, Matt, for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. Such a joy to hear you, hear your story and, uh, yeah, super grateful for you. So with that, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will be back next week and, uh, looking forward to that as well. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.